welcome to The Atypical Leader with Rick Brennan, where we talk about harnessing what makes you unique and maybe even a little odd, while at the same time dismantling the notion that you have to be a certain type of person or act a certain way to be an effective leader. Definitely a leader, not a follower. I like the sound of this. It's time for us atypical leaders to come out of the shadows and learn to be proud and confident in what makes us different. I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of who I am. Atypical leader starts now. So Judy, how are you? I'm fine, Rick. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm friggin' tired. Are you? How come? Oh, ever since the trip back from Calgary, the time changed. You know, I flew into Halifax and got in at one in the morning, drove back to Moncton. It was like five o'clock before I got to sleep. And ever since then, my whole sleep schedule has been in the toilet. Oh, really? Oh, Jesus. But anyways, that's life. You know, when you're a world traveler, that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you're... When you're a popular guy like you are, and everybody wants you. Oh my God, it's just crazy. Judy. <laughs> What's going on with you? Nothing. Same old. Doing my gardening, walking with Joyce. You know. Right. Okay. You know. You know my routine. Not not much. Carolyn left yesterday, so I'm very very sad. Oh, they're off in their uh, countrywide. Tour. Off to your. Yeah, off to where you are. Yeah, for two months. So it's going to be a long two months without her. Okay. Cool. So what are we going to do yeah. today? Uh, we are talking about that we have done our 14th episode. This is actually our 15th, and wow. uh, we've had lot we've had lots of positive feedback. It does look like we're achieving our goal. Yay, that's good. Yeah. Helping people to understand the atypical and neurodiverse mind. Yeah, no, it's been like you say, going very well. And uh, you know, but one thing I always harp on: it's great that we talk about things. And it's mm-hmm. great that our listeners, you know, talk and appreciate what we're talking about, give us positive feedback. But at the end of the day, we got to do, you got to do more. You got to like put that sort of stuff into action. You really do. You can, uh, all the discussion in the world won't help, right? You have to implement what we talk about and change the way you think about yourselves, about, about situations that you're in. And uh, we're hoping giving you extra confidence in your everyday life. Yeah. You got to take advantage of the stuff you're good at. You got to be, you know. You know, talk's cheap. So anyways, without beating that to death, take action. And that's what we want to talk about today. So we want to kind of go through, somewhat kind of talk about the episodes that we've done. And Mm -hmm. in order to do that, we actually have a guest with us. We do. We do. We have a young gentleman by the name of Matthew McGee. Hi, how are you, Matthew? Good. Good. Uh, I I hear you're an avid listener and you're going to talk to us about how you feel and what you've implemented because of listening to the podcast. 100% of what I've implemented and also what I've found that maybe that I've done in the past that you guys talked about that I have have been doing that I've not known. As well. Right, right. Oh, okay. okay, cool. But before right. we get into that, I want to talk a little bit with Matthew because yeah. Matthew is uh, a Riverview native, uh, which okay. where I used to live for years and years. And uh, I obviously knew Matthew's parents. Actually, they probably lived, I don't know, seven doors down. If that. Yeah, and, you know, I used to see Matthew running around the yard in his diaper. Actually, when he showed up today, I said, well, you're about two feet different, you know, as he's grown up. And, you know, and how Matthew's ended up here, back almost at the beginning of doing the podcast, I got actually a note from your mother saying, oh, my God, Matthew, love what you're doing, Rick. Matthew loves what you're doing. He's really excited about it. Then I got got an email from you, Matthew. Then I got an email from another friend of mine saying, you know, how you know much you appreciated sort of the content of the message. So 
I thought, who better to give us a sort of a bird's eye view of what, what, you, what you think and maybe what your friends think about the podcast, what we're doing right, what we're not doing right, what we could change, what we could do better. Are you implementing what we're talking about? All that sort of stuff. Um, I'm glad to be here. Glad to have you. Uh, do you want to start off, Matthew, about telling us a bit about yourself? You know, you, how old you are, where you, well, we know where you live, I guess, and what you do, that type of thing. Yeah, for sure. So um, my name is Matthew McGee. I'm from Riverview, born in 98. So I'm 25 years old, just a young pup. I'm working with uh, RBC right now in the uh, business banking sector in their call center. Okay. So uh, I'm nothing too special yet. I'm still in the base level there. I've been about there for two years in that position, but three years with RBC. Okay. And um, background before then, I was... I graduated from college in uh, business management, so the two-year course at NBCC, which is our community college here in Moncton. All right, cool. Yeah, cool. And uh, I learned a lot from that. And, and um, so, Matthew, mm-hmm. I understand you're a curler. I am. You've curled at a pretty high level, right? Yes, I have. So um, I've been curling now for. 20 years now since I was five. Um, I've uh, been to two national events. I've been to more than a dozen provincial titles and and really uh, fell in love with the game. It's, it's a great sport. I am doing it again this year for sure. Um, actually, I just joined a brand new team. Uh, we're vying for the Briar this year. Oh, cool. That yeah. sounds great. That's exciting. Yeah. It's one of, uh, it's been a long time goal for me for, well, forever for 25 years now so right yeah oh okay now matt have you ever been diagnosed with any neuro uh conditions yes i have actually so i've been diagnosed with a, a dyslexia on the low end spectrum um, okay when i was young in school i actually went to complete french school even though i was born english because my okay. dad's side was um french my parents decided to t- put me into into French school, um, unlike my uh, my brother that went to elementary. Um, and that was a, a different beast in its own. Where the diagnosis came from was actually a couple years went by and I wasn't getting any better. And it just seems like there, I was stuck on a wall. And, and, and my parents were like, is, is, does he need glasses? We tried the glasses. Um, is there different stuff? Like, And then they decided, let's go see about uh, learning um, disabilities, so dyslexia and all that, and we decided to go see a um, expert, and it turns out I was diagnosed with uh, dyslexia. So I would never mix up words or letters, but it'd be more with the amount of stuff I would see. So I I get overwhelmed. I might I, I won't shut shut down completely, but I won't have a, a complete. Um, Your brain just gets fuzzy. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. Okay, so do you think that you have any undiagnosed? I would say yes. Uh, like ADHD, maybe um, would be something that would I would probably be diagnosed myself. Right. Sure. And how about anxiety? Okay. How do okay. you make out with that? A couple of years ago, I would say pretty darn good. I'd okay. say I'm probably 100. percent But now that I'm, I've been listening to the podcast and I'm, I've been looking at myself a little bit more. 100% I have anxiety, 100%. Yeah, well, that's the thing yeah. with all these things. It's yeah. not a constant thing, right? It's, it comes, it goes. You have good years, you have bad years. Right. It's just, it's kind of like life, right? Sometimes you can be in denial and just think, oh, I, I don't. And then, and then right. you can come to the realization and then 
that realization can help you okay. big time. So part of the reason you're here, we kind of wanted to get your perspective on how we're doing and how we can improve the podcast and what you think of different podcasts. But I, I feel I'd like to sort of recite the objectives of this podcast so we're all on the same page. First of all, we believe it's all about taking action and controlling your own destiny. And it's very important. Sure, it's nice that everyone understands us and everybody's sensitive to our needs and we get all the tools that we want that give us that advantage. But at the end of the day, it's really up to us. We need to take control of our lives. And if we get all that other stuff, bonus. But, you know, it's that we've got to be the best version of ourselves. So talking about it only takes you so far. 100%. You've got to take action. So it's really about owning who you are, but more than that, having the confidence to take that, those baby steps forward to be all you can be. Geez, that sounds like quite a slogan. Uh, right? so I think someone it else, does. I think the Marines <laughs> yeah. or someone have that, though. We can't take that. It's nice if other people would understand us, but uh, they don't a lot of times. So we're, we're focused, like Rick said, on what you do have, not what other people can give you. Right, Rick? Right, absolutely. So, Matthew, let's get back to you. Yes. So, you've been listening to the podcast. How are we doing? Rick and and, and, um, Judy, it's been been great. And and, uh, I'm a podcast listener. So, and uh, and this is not typically a a podcast I'd usually listen to. I usually listen to like just comedy, just nonsensical, just random podcasts. and, 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 but this more structured and and more educational podcasts business wise personal wise has is really something different and and it's quite nice and short form I, I was i was like i don't know about short form podcasting but i really like how it's short and it's to the point that's interesting most of the podcasts you listen to are longer and i found and that's the most the biggest format i have is is the longer end okay it's more of like an hour to two Okay, that's interesting oh because we've tried to keep them short on purpose, just mm-hmm. to, taking newer divert. Like you can't hold my attention span for that long, right? So if it's an hour and a half, I, I well, I probably had two naps oh, during that. <laughs> but know? for me, it's, it's, it's I don't I don't listen to music when I drive. I I, I put on a podcast. Yeah, that's so, like, cool. I yeah. take breaks, so yeah. like uh, for for that, I I could probably listen to a podcast for a week. Okay, but it but I would still. Keep, just so I get time. two things out of what you're saying. One is you like the short format, mm-hmm. and two that were not totally confusing. No, not at all. It's it's pretty straightforward to the point, and and I think the short format gives you that accessibility to be short and and and, and to the point about this stuff. Okay, and we're t- and, and we're talking your language. I mean, as far as your age group, twenty five, yep. it don't sound like it's two old geezers on the phone. <laughs> You know, not, not at all. Like, no. You know, listen, Sonny. You know, it's not none of that stuff. <laughs> listen here. This I don't know who you're calling geezers. Sorry about that, Judy. So, yeah, yeah. yourself, one old, old geezer man. and one sexy broad on the other. Oh, broad. That's <laughs> there wrong you word. Go. Oh, Jesus. No, no, I love that word. Okay. No, no, I love that word. Okay. No, okay. I am a, I am a broad. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Whatever. Oh no, it's been great, and and like little moments like this where where you go off uh, off moment and have a little laugh. And it's not completely uh, serious all the time. You need that. Although you were telling me before we got going here that my Judy's a little, she really doesn't like golf, eh? 
Yeah, I was saying <laughs> I, I did say that, Judy, for a fact. And I don't and, like listening about golf. Oh, I know, I know. And see, he was like, ooh, that's she's a little intense. So I'm like, all right, we're not talking about golf today, that's okay. for sure. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can be intense when I don't want to listen. Yeah, <laughs> I can be. So what about another part of our format? I mean, sometimes we've had some experts on. We've had yep. Carlos and, and Brian. Uh, we have just guests mm-hmm. like yourself, and sometimes it's just Judy and I. Do you like the mix of that? Do you like one more than the other? To be quite honest, it's the mixture is, is key to have some where it's just you two riff drafting on off each other, and then having your expert where you can talk about what you want to talk about is awesome. But to, then also to have the key experts that you bring on to bring their their point of view to bring home that what you're saying does work and has worked is a brilliant, brilliant way to do it. And also to have the non-experts like me um, and um, just to show that you can do what you would like to do. You just have to do little things here and there and anything's possible. Okay. Saying that then, so have you been doing those little things? Have you been listening to the podcast and taking our advice and actually doing something? Yeah. So like, uh, like listening to about perspective and with my role in, in, in RBC in the call center is all about perspective. Working about that is, is really key. Knowing that it's not always your perspective that you need to change and you need to be adaptive. Adaptability is one of the major parts of atypicalness. Right. And, I, and you guys have talked about it quite a bit and I do agree for sure. Okay. I, you know what I really like or what you just said? Judy, pay attention. You use the word atypicalness because I kind of made that up. Because Judy said, that's really not a word, you know. That's not a real, yes, it is. See? I said it once. Oh, yeah. I said it once. Anyway. And then I let it go. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Because you're very proud of that. I know you're so proud of that. You can make anything a word, really. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, so perspective, uh, you know, that's, uh, what about uh, other other episodes like help, asking for help? Is that something you do or something you do more now or what's your thoughts? A hundred percent. So it's something I did before and I'm I'm doing more and more. And I'll give you an example back in school, like in, in projects, right? So like I'd be, I'd be the guy that would be more focused on getting the information to the board and, and presenting it, but I would need help researching and all of that. So in a way before the before I knew what atypicalness and, and leadership and business and all of that, I was kind of, I delegated the different roles. And when we were kids, it made it look, maybe look like, oh, he's lazy. He's not doing his right, role. Right, right, right. But right. maybe I was just saving right. my part to, I'm good at putting the words in to make it make sense and to put the pictures in. So I would do that role, right? So Right on. Right. So intuitively, um, you knew to do that. Yes, I Isn't knew- that interesting? Because depending on who your teacher or your boss is, their perspective of that, one one guy goes or girl goes, that's great. Keep doing it. I understand. And another person, no, no, no. I want you to do it. Then it gets you right off. Well, especially when you're young like that too in school when in project work – you were all everybody was supposed to like supposed to do their job of researching everybody was supposed to do the same job at the equal amount well, right. real, in real life and in business and everywhere that's not the case is you should be doing what you're good at and bringing that value that's awesome man that really yeah, yeah it does show you cuz i mean i've done all the i hate it doing projects with people yeah you know, because, you know, typically everybody does all the work, but, you know, and, and, but, but, and I get it. And I wouldn't, I'd be the one who wouldn't because they'd be go, go do that research. 
I'm going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's something I'm really good at. Now, if, if you said, okay, go find this and get this done, I'd be great at that, but I can't do the research or go read that book. No. I mean, oh my God. But that was the expectation because we all had to fit into the same box. Right? 100%. Yeah, wow. Really, really, that's cool. What did you think about time management? That is stuff that... I need to work on a hundred percent of, of with my typical leaderness. Um, it's, it's one of my bigger areas of, of, um, opportunity. Now that I'm getting older and, and the years are going by that time needs to be managed and managed well. Do you find that you waste time? Like, I mean, we all have the countless emails. Oh, I agree. Yes. I do find I do waste time on just, just silly stuff. Yeah, for sure. That maybe that, Typical person wouldn't. Do you listen to this week's podcast? I did, actually, on my way here. I listened okay. to it. Uh, I had enough time on my way here from Moncton, so I listened okay. to it, yeah. And what did you think of the whole concept, sort of the atypical hire, how we approach hiring people, and do we really get what we're looking for? Uh, 100%. I, I, and I totally agree that, that, oh, we're talking about hiring diverse, and, and we're trying to look for people that fit that that where they want that role. But but we are note that you notice that, it's still, they're just hiring the same people at, for the same role. Things don't change often. So a great perspective is when you hire, like it doesn't, they don't have to fit in a sp- specific box. So w- whatever role you're looking for, look at those keys and then make sure that you, that person can fit in there. Right. But it's, you know, it's hard, right? Because you give someone a job and 100%. structure it. And they, people sometimes, particularly in HR, like to have that box. So the HR certainly moved from maybe in its infancy was rah, 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 keep everybody happy. And right. now it's moved more to uh, they're the cop, follow the rules, make sure things are done yeah, this way. And I think HR has gone a couple steps back uh, for sure in the business world and, 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 and where it might not be as inclusive inclusive as people think right where we should be accepting differences and maybe and instead of saying oh they're not good at this so we not should hire maybe it's okay they're they're not good at this but maybe they're good at this 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 and we can improve yeah it's hard because i mean i've heard it a thousand times where you sit in the meeting and the intent is great oh we need diversity we need people who think they we need all that but then it's the flip side of that. There's this box of rules that say, I need to follow this process and I need mm-hmm. to look for these characteristics, which is directly opposed to the intent. But the it hasn't evolved. The change hasn't evolved to let that other side of the coin meet up. So how do you, how do you be inclusive? How do you really be diverse? How do you ensure that we not just look different, but we act different, we think different? Well, that's a tough question, right? It's to be yourself, right, is to not be afraid to put yourself out there and to do what you think could work, but also have the humility to, if it doesn't work, own up to it and then evolve. Right. Well, right? Said. Right. well right. said. So if you're not yeah. willing to evolve, there, there, there's a missing opponent to, to that, right? So yeah. there has to be a give and take in that relationship. I kind of feel like I'm monopolizing all the questions here. No, no, I'm just listening. I mean, it's great. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was kind of thinking back on your school, though, with your dyslexia. It must have been hard to learn the language, like to not only learn your, you know, what they're teaching you, but in a different language too. Oh, oh my God, it must have been. It was. It was insane. Um, I was actually talking with my parents, uh, my mother, about this a couple of days ago, and and we, we were saying that like 
if let's say that we did the same projection that my brother did, uh, Justin, that he went into elementary, the teachers in the direction of the school would have told my parents, he's got to go in English. He can't learn another yeah, language. Right. With my parents' persistence and my persistence and maybe not being okay with the status quo and, and taking our steps of, of maybe adapting, right? So right. going and looking forward to, for help to diagnose for dyslexia and trying out the glasses for that one year that we did that did not work. At the end of all, it all, I went to school from grade uh, kindergarten to grade 12, learned a brand new language, and I'm so bitter off for it. Wow, that's great. Because, I mean, you're talking to two people that can't learn a language to save our souls. I mean, good God. I have a hard time with English. Well, that's true. <laughs> that that's my, true. My brain's struggling with that. If anything I could ever do that I can't, it would be learn other languages. I mean, I was so involved with coaching, and most, mm-hmm. a lot of my players are French, and now I'm down in Costa Rica, and people speak Spanish, and... And you miss out on a lot. And oh, God, I wish. Yeah. And people often look at me when I say I can't, I can't learn languages. They just look at you like you're lazy. Right. You know? Oh, exactly. You know, yeah. you're just not working hard enough. And granted, I mean, I think there are situations where I could learn a language. If you pop me into a remote village in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. hundreds of miles from civilization, it was learn or and die. Have, right. Another part of my yeah. brain would kick in. Right. That survival right. mode would kick in and I would probably learn. But otherwise, man, that just it's freaking hard. Technically, I, I was in that in that mode in school, even though we had that option to to switch if we really wanted to, but stayed strong and kept it of that mentality of let's let's get through this and let's let's learn and persevere. So you, you the dyslexia part, you got that figured out. And once you did that, then the French and that came easier. Right, exactly. So we came out with um, of ways to help with my learning. So um, I would have a teacher's assistant that would define any a particular question that maybe was not allowed to ask, and I'm putting up air quotes that I would ask them, and and they would maybe be, be, be me be able to help help me. Sorry. Right. Um, and then also like during tests, I would. Um, go in a different room. So I'd be like, have a completely different, like quiet room. So I wasn't overwhelmed with um, people, noises. And right. Would they actually sometimes do verbal questions? Yes. So they would, at the beginning, uh, they would uh, just have a different copy of the test and read the questions for me. My problem is understanding what the question is asked. Because my brain's like, just, it's all gray. Right. So do you mean this? Or do you mean that? Or do you mean this? What are you really asking me? And then for someone to ask me the question, and just the tone of the voice, you know, the, the words, a accent and that mm-hmm. give me the context of what they're asking me. It would make them. That's why I'm very good in a, in a team, in a meeting. I, and if I don't understand, I ask, but to read a question, man. And it's funny it, it, with me doing that for six plus years with my teachers, six, seven years, I think I was doing that. I learned ways of adapting, of me doing that by myself, of maybe using different tones of voice to reading the question, looking at a different way. I learned ways to do it by myself. And at the end of the day, I was able to go back with, I say normal, but back with the kids in the class and, and put those 
ways that I learned yeah, for to sure. the test, and it worked. Ben talked about, Ben Boast, when we were talking with him, like, he kind of started off struggling, really improved, because he learned those skills. He right. learned to adapt, and of course, yeah. So getting yeah. back to, though, the value of this podcast yeah. to you. So we've talked about different things and, you know, how you can think back in your life and how it pertains to you. We've talked about a few things, how they've helped you. What are the things that we could do more or do you think that we could focus on more that would help you and say your age group to mo benefit more from sort of our conversation? Kind of putting you on the spot a little bit, but you know. Very much so. Just throw it out there. It's all just What you're doing is great so far, guys. I, I, I do got to say, I'm going to start with uh, this. You guys have started off something brilliant. And um, I don't know how popular you guys are, but you should be more popular than you are. Right. Um, how do people know yeah. you exist? Even yeah. if you're the best podcast ever, if I don't know you're there, I don't know you're there. You know, that's well, it's, <laughs> like, it's just like Joe Rogan, right? If you don't know who Joe Rogan is. like, is Are there subjects that you think that we should cover or kind of slants that we should look at or a uh, guest or kind of an expertise angle that you think we should... Uh, Go towards. So it's really just keeping the conversation going. Keeping the just, just like this. It sounds uh, stereotypical, but just keep the conversation going. Make sure that we're being heard, um, and 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 getting the word out there. So. Well, the only way we can get the word out there is that now you know more about this than we do is people need to share, people need to talk about, it, people need to push it, you know, and that sort of stuff. And we're trying to do our part, but being one old geezer in a and a, <laughs> sexy broad. A sexy broad. A sexy broad, you sexy said, broad, please. Sorry. It comes second nature to us. For sure. You know, and For that's sure. a challenge that we have. So we got some ideas and we got some plans, but, uh, you know, we'll do what we can do. 100%. No, but just just keep it going, keeping the word uh, going, um, get people talking. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that gives us a great perspective of how we're doing and what we can do. And we appreciate you dropping by here today. Well, thanks for having me. It was a, it was a pleasure. I've, uh, it was great. And good luck with getting to the briar. Thank you we'll so much. Yes. We'll be cheering you on. Okay. Thanks. Adios. Okay. Bye. Thanks for joining us today and listening to another episode of the Atypical Leader. If you haven't already done so, like, share, and follow me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. By liking and sharing, you will help other atypicals find all of us, so we can all start to leverage the stories, strategies, and strengths of what make us all unique. Keep listening and remember, take charge and push away those self-doubts. Leverage what we're talking about. Be confident in who you are and proud of what makes you unique. So join me, Rick Brennan, and my co-host, Judy Sims, on the next episode of The Atypical Leader. To learn more about us, leadership, and neurodiversity, please go to our website, atypicalleader.com. Thanks for listening. Let's do it again next week. <laughs>